30, 35, 40, he's the midfield, and they'll never catch The Show Me Your News Network proudly presents Down the Sidelines. And now, representing the Michigan Wolverines and the West Virginia Mountaineers, you may know them as Yoko and I'm a Beast, it's Peter Spasia and Joel Orndorff. Welcome back to the Gridiron. I'm Peter. And I'm Joel. And Down the Sidelines is the sports podcast that debates and predicts the latest in the athletic world. We are part of the Show Me Your News Network, and this is the 76th episode of the podcast on October 24th, 2014. Back from West Virginia area, along with Virginia and Maryland, and they're all kind of in that area, at least in the the northeast tip of West Virginia, so not near Morgantown, unfortunately. (laughs) But I was in the state when... WVU pulled the big upset of yeah. weekend in college football. So <laughs> luckily you weren't in Morgantown because that was a little rough. Well, they, they uh, recently accounted the damage as forty five thousand dollars plus in damage. Uh, yeah, and they uh, just expelled. Let's see, I think three, four students, something like that. Um, wow. They're working on more. So. Just so you guys know out there, regardless of what you're celebrating, if you celebrate like that, you can go to jail. <laughs> and it's uh, not a good idea, I don't think. Real life Have a little self-control. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm feeling a little rough and worse for the wear after the trip, mm-hmm. and then work's been pretty rough the past week, too, so I apologize for the down energy on my part, but... We're toughening up. We're going to get this episode done. Especially yeah. after all the smash excitement that happened yesterday. It's It's been a whirlwind this week. Oh, it's just been crazy. And then we got to go back into more football games tomorrow. We got the World Series. It's just, ah, so much stuff. It just keeps going. Well, the number 76 is most famously worn by Steve Hutchinson. Left tackle, graduated from the University of Michigan. Played a lot of years for the Seattle Seahawks before ending his career with the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. One of the, the better left tackles of you know this recent era of football. Definitely, yeah. Getting in the quick hits, though, you did mention the World Series. It has begun, and it is the Kansas City Royals and the San Francisco Giants, as we mentioned last week. Um, you know, we only had... We're on Game 3 tonight, actually, and just started. And the Giants, uh, with Madison Baumgartner, just dominated the Royals mm-hmm. in Game 1. Uh, and you're thinking, oh man, like, you know, the Royals had not lost a game up to that point. Is this like the Rockies, you know, several years ago, where I think it was 2007 against the Phillies, where the Rockies? I don't know if that doesn't make sense. Cause it's all the NL. <laughs> the Rockies just was blowing through the playoffs. They hadn't really lost, and then they came up against, I want to say Boston. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. just got trashed. Yeah, I mean, and a lot of times it's just like matchups. It's like. If they had been playing anybody else, but this is the perfect situation. Mm. At that game one, you could you could kind of just tell you're just like, oh, this is not going to end well for them. But then they come back in game two, yeah, and it's tied close. It's two to two, and Jake Peavy apparently has you know the third worst ERA of any pitcher of all time in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and he just lets up like five or six runs in an inning, and you know the Royals go on to win. So. That was the two in Kansas City because the AL had the home field advantage. The All-Star game helped determine that because it matters. 
And uh, now they're playing three in San Francisco starting tonight. Yeah. Uh, there And, yeah, we're talking uh, – I just saw something about, like, you know, in particular what happened in that second game. <laughs> they were talking about, it, he, you know, he was kind of mouthing off. Uh, there was a stare down, basically. It was basically, you know, one of the players, apparently according to Strickland, saying like that he was saying something in Spanish mm-hmm. that, you know, or if you're gonna say something, you know, say it in a language I understand a little bit, <laughs> blah blah blah. Yeah, I mean, uh, unwritten rules in baseball and maybe just in in life, but but still, it's it's drama. They the both teams want it really badly. Although I think Kansas City just just a wee bit more. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, can't. Oh, here it says rule 8.61. If you are a rookie pitcher, do not mouth out off to the opposing player on national television when trailing in a World Series game. Baseball rules <laughs> on ESPN. <laughs> uh, oh, my goodness. Been kind of a tired ad campaign for them. <laughs> but, I mean, so who do you think is going to pull it out here? Well, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I liked what I saw in that second game. Mm-hmm. Obviously, different pitching situation. Right. Um, you know, well, I mean, we've seen Bumgarner through this whole playoff. Just looks great. He's been clearly the best play, the you know, best pitcher, best player, yeah. I guess. Even yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he made a difference uh, early on, and then even in the first game here. So, um, but uh, I, I definitely liked what I saw from the Royals in the second game. I'd like to think that they can like carry that momentum over. If they could get game three, if they could get the game tonight, mm-hmm. they'd go a long way. Um, that would be a big help, absolutely. Get yeah. back home field advantage. Which, you know, does make a difference sometimes in baseball. Yeah, I think it does. I, I think the Royals, you know, they've shown enough, I think, with their bullpen just continues to be lights out, and that, that'll make a difference, I think, down... You know, the line in a tough series. For what it's worth, the Royals are up one to nothing in the top of the second inning. So Okay. All right. They are getting game three off to a good start so far. That's good. Um and, and I mean, you know, <laughs> we talked about extensively the three of us last week. Uh I, I think that that would be the favorable outcome for this World Series. Uh I agree. kind of, you know, the media probably wants that too. Uh, mm-hmm. It's kind of like a, a team of destiny in a way. The way that they've played in the playoffs, just something you don't really see as much. And when you do see it, they usually end up winning. So. I was going to say the media market, you know, doesn't necessarily like a, a smaller market like Kansas City, but at the same time, yeah. it, you know, brings parity back into baseball, which is a good. Yeah, thing. and I, I, th- I think that uh, if if there is media that likes it, you know, besides just the local uh, media from mm. there, I, I'd say it's. The story itself, the media can work with that story, and that's what they want. They want something they can write about. So. Definitely. Uh, you know, it could be the beginning of new things for the Kansas City Royals, but looks to be the end for Steve Nash, who is going to miss this NBA season with reoccurring back injuries. And with as much as he missed last year, and now missing the whole year, I think he's, what, 40 now? Yeah. Uh, you gotta think this is the end of the line for Steve Nash and his NBA career. Um, yeah, uh, you know what's what's interesting about him is that um, he's Canadian. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> of course. What what everybody wants to talk about with him is his NBA career mm. and just the. Uh, I mean, what a lot of people think is one of the better, uh, not just ball handlers, but. Um, 
you know, distributors of yeah. the ball and in the entire probably like, you know, he's gotta be up there in the top ten somewhere at least. Um just the way that he, you know, works his way into the lane and then it doesn't even look like anybody's open and you find somebody. Um but uh just it's funny because I can remember going back and watching a lot of when he was in college mm. and like, you know, you talk about him being on these NBA teams with some like great players, but <laughs> him in college was just like, it was him. <laughs> he was just like taking over. And, um, like that, that was the stuff that it was, cause it was actually kind of different from like what he does in the NBA. He's you know usually just giving the ball to everybody else, but in college, he was crazy. Where did he go to school? Uh, Santa Clara. It was Santa oh, Clara. Santa Clara, okay. Yeah, because um, he was on, you know, he was part of one of Santa Clara's runs in the NCAA. One of the few they've had, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's definitely been a great career for him, should he choose to, you know, call it an end. Uh, the back-to-back mm-hmm. MVPs, obviously, are the highlight. And... You know he's he's just been on the downturn for so long, you know not necessarily the same player. You know most well known. I mean he did you know play you know some good years with Dallas, but most well known for those Phoenix teams that really tried to make a run in the playoffs. Yeah, just off. I mean, obviously the focus there was the offense. Mm, um, yes, and D'Antoni like it just they try and outscore the other team basically. Mm-hmm. And he was a great you know small point guard to. Run up and down the floor like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's get into the past week of college football, though. Starts with Kansas State at Oklahoma, minus eight. Uh, extra points. They'll, they'll get you. <laughs> that was a very close game. Uh, you know, Oklahoma trying to cover the eight. Did not do so and actually ended up losing the game. Didn't they also miss, like, a 19-yard field goal? Yes. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Oh. You you can't do that. You like, gotta you... have a strong kicking game. I, I think that like even if you're a very good team, a lot of your games are gonna come down to close, you know, calls and stuff like that. And that's why when so, you actually so in, get... te- in technicality, he didn't miss just one extra point. He missed like two extra points because a 19 yard field goal. I mean, it's like, it's like an extra. Come point. on, yeah. it's basically an extra point. Yeah. And 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 dog. <laughs> He's like, you can't miss those. You can't do that. That's crazy. Don't do that. <laughs> oh, He's like, oh, Oklahoma. Oh, we all copper. thought you were a top five team. What has happened to you? They've just, they've just collapsed. 31-30, final four. Kansas State, Wildcats, and not the mm. Wild Dogs. Texas <laughs> uh, A&M went to Alabama. And, I mean, we thought that a Kevin Sumlin offense could maybe keep up, you know, with wide receivers going out wide against an Alabama defense that was struggling against teams who had good wide receivers. So, Alabama favored by 11.5, and, a half, and it, it's, a, it's a shellacking. 59 nothing for the Crimson Tide. And now you get people down in Alabama saying, like, oh, we're back. The uh, dynasty. Not so fast. 
Not so fast, my uh, friend. Texas A&M's not as good as everybody wants them wants to believe that they are. I mean, the first uh, time that a Kevin Sumlin coach team has ever been shut out—that's amazing. We we all jumped on the bandwagon after that first game, right? You know mm, yeah. what? Everyone's like, "Oh, South Carolina is supposed to be, you know, great." They're all playing. They're playing that that techno song there, and. Uh, you know, they're all excited and everything, and then it's just a shellacking. Like, I mean, not even close. And then, uh, what was it this past week where they went and played, um, who did they play? Old Miss? The week Miss? before they played Old Miss, yeah. Mississippi State. Okay, Old Miss. Or was it? One um, of those two. One yes. Of those two. <laughs> I'm, I'm one of the very, very good teams from Mississippi. The people in Mississippi um, are like, you're going to give us respect, man. We're both really good at the like, end of You're the confusing year. us with your, our rivals. What are you doing? You're going to know um, our differences. Um, but yeah, you know, they, they played a good team, and just it wasn't close. Um, so, I, I, you know, I think Alabama probably learned a little bit from their loss before. Mm-hmm. And uh, generally, I mean, even when they do blow out teams... Even lower division teams, it's uh, they generally don't score that many points. Yeah, at least what it we're almost used seems to. like something was personal there. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't, I don't know if say you know Saban talked to Kiffin and probably first said, "Dude, wear something that fits." What, yeah. are, <laughs> what are you doing on the sideline there? Um, but you know, they just kind of kept the gas on the pedal and, and did not stop. Mm. Um, so it's. That's interesting. You had more games that weren't even close. Uh, Rutgers at Ohio State, minus 19.5. The Buckeyes yeah. win 56-17. Uh, that was not close at all. They, well, do you think that they've been improving week by week, or do you think that's just due to their schedule? I think it's a little bit of both, but more so due to the schedule. I was going to say, I, like, I think that their quarterback looks much better than he did earlier in I'm the sure. year. Like. But they haven't really played good competition. Yeah, well, yeah, we're, we're so I think yeah, <laughs> they've certainly gotten a little better. But yeah, we'll find out soon. A couple, uh, yeah, weeks. I, I, I think even this week we'll figure out a little bit on the road against yeah. a team with a better defense. I think you'll you'll figure out. I a little don't bit know. I mean, Michigan beat Penn State. I'm just saying. I, I don't know. I, I, I think I think going on the road there is pr- it's probably still hard. Going it's on the road there, so, I, I don't know. We'll find. Well, I think we'll find out a little bit more, but obviously, won't find out anything until they play. More of a show. test than at home against Rutgers, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And then Oklahoma State visited TCU, who were favored by nine, and the Horned Frogs forty-two to nine. That's just a drubbing. Crush them out of the top twenty-five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Notre Dame and Florida State. Now that was a hell of a ball game. Minus that... twelve in favor of the Knolls. It was interesting. I was I was at a dinner party. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of wine. Yeah. Lots of beer. <laughs> lots of stuff. Uh, lots, lots of watching of football. Yeah, it, it was pretty good. Like uh, it, they they have satellites, so it's like my my aunt has satellites. So, but it was you know on one of the channels that they got, so I was mm-hmm. able to watch that. And um, I I got to say that at least that first half. Okay, I mean, what I saw from it was Notre Dame blitzed a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, a ton in that first half, and Florida State couldn't pick up the pressure, and they could not run the ball at all. 
Uh, so those adjustments. And those the adjustments. time when uh, Golson you know, throws the interception deep in Florida State territory. But the next play, I mean, Jameson just dropping back and back and just throws up a oh, ball in the middle of the field. You that's can't probably do that. the worst pass I've seen him ever throw in college. You really can't uh, do that. Just, uh, yeah, it did not look like what we're used to. You know, usually in that situation, he would either throw the ball away or, or try and get some yards, you know, running it or something. It just it didn't look right. So I, I think, the ball that, I think away? he was confused. Throwing the ball away? You mean like he's throwing away his college eligibility with some of this stuff he's doing? <laughs> I throwing mean, away his what? NFL career? <laughs> <laughs> um, now, he looked brilliant in the second half, though. Yeah. Uh, Florida State came back. And then uh, Notre Dame ran a play, their first touchdown, Oof. where oh, it was just setting a pick, really, which is illegal uh, for wide receivers to do that out wide. You're supposed to do the bump and rub, you know, Block them briefly, but then rub off, go to your route. And uh, they really didn't do that. wasn't called. Yeah. There must have been some call from Jimbo Fisher and the defensive staff down to the officials, though, because... It, the, uh, the, the rough thing about that play is that, you know, you go back and watch it again, he obviously didn't even need that mm-hmm. for that play to work. Yep. Uh, someone just happened to, I mean, happened to be there. I mean, had to be open. Like, uh... They did not cover the person at all, and mm-hmm. and I don't even think that it was a result of the of the uh, the contact at all. No. So I, it's it's really a shame for Notre Dame because um, well, yeah, okay, now that I'm looking at it like this, I don't think it's going to matter. No. I think if they win the rest of their games and their schedule, which if they play like that, they might very well do yeah, that. Um. They'll probably be in the playoffs, I mean, at least at this rate. Uh, yeah, with all the teams I mean, losing and yeah. they'll favor an independent if, school. If, there, if there's, if I mean, if I don't know, if Michigan State drops another game, <laughs> yeah. you got to think they're done. Yeah, I I still don't think Ohio State would work their way up there until no, the rankings that high. Not um, not in a week Big Ten. Yeah, especially if if Michigan State loses to somebody else, and, and they, like it, it just I, it would not that would not help at all. So, mm-hmm. um, you, this is why you've got to schedule good teams out of conference, and you've got to beat them. That's so what Notre Dame's do. doing exactly. So, but yeah, then they try to go for the touchdown at the end of the game. You know, seconds remaining, and they get called for offensive pass interference. It's going to be seen as controversial, but it was the right call. Anyway, what, I mean, that's. You, and generally, you would not see that call. No. So I'd true. say, uh, you know, props to the officials for actually calling it. Good for them. Florida State wins 31-27 and continues to remain unbeaten. Stanford at Arizona State, plus three and a half. I mean, we had, we had David on last time, and he was giving us crap for picking Arizona's rivals, but they played well at home, those Sun Devils, beating the Cardinal 26-10. And I think that uh, they get their other quarterback back. Mm, maybe like they I think that the, the guy who started the season is coming back. Maybe they make a better run in the Pac-12 there. It's it's open to a run. If, if somebody wants to take it, they can. Upset of the week, though, number four, Baylor going to Morgantown, and the West Virginia Mountaineers pull it off despite being eight-and-a-half-point dogs. Congratulations to your team, 41-27. Well, I, I think that is, if you start a game like that against a, you know, a team ranked that high, usually you're not going to win. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, you, you cannot turn the ball over the third play of the game and then give up a touchdown right away. Mm-hmm. Um, but we spotted them three turnovers, didn't get any ourselves, and still <laughs> managed to comfortably win. I mean, all those penalties uh, that Baylor ended up occurring. Yeah, I, I think, you know, what it came down to is that we we blitzed. I mean, we probably blitzed like 75% of this game. And uh, one of our defensive ends just, I mean, I think he was uh, – I think he was a All-American at a lower division and transferred in. Hmm. Um, had three sacks. He was the defensive player of the week. And um, just uh, they couldn't stop him at all. He, yeah. There were times where he ran straight to the quarterback. Nobody blocked him. <laughs> when we that. were rushing three, when you're rushing three and they don't block you, I mean, that's just weird. You don't see that happen a lot. So um, I think our defensive scheme kind of messes with them. Uh, you know, Oregon had trouble against the three-three-five stack when they played Arizona, mm-hmm. and uh, same thing. Baylor just—I mean, which does not work in the Big Ten all that well. What it's worth. Yeah, it's it. It works good against. It works pretty well against spread offenses. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Baylor's offensive stats were terrible. I think they were three for seventeen on third down. That's probably the worst in the past 10 years. Almost they just, a little bit like in the, the Texas game, which they just barely won. Yeah, but and it's, even in that game, they put up, you know, 500 plus yards. They only put up like 300 or something like that. That doesn't mm. happen to them. Yeah. So, um, well, kudos. Bryce yeah, Petty absolutely. was running for his life. And and uh, <laughs> nobody can stop Kevin White. That's kind of the theme of every game. So mm-hmm. and He keeps it up in that Blitnikoff. Mm-hmm. Over in the NFL, what is with the Cincinnati Bengals? They start unbeaten, they tie, they drop the last couple of games. Indianapolis looking very strong, blowing the Bengals out at Since home, favored by th- like a bad high school team. <laughs> yeah, they really did. They really miss AJ Green, that's for sure. Indianapolis minus three. They win twenty-seven nothing. Andrew Luck. He's he's for real. He's playing really well. New Orleans went to trying to play as well as Payne Man. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> New Orleans at Detroit, minus two and a half. Uh, the Lions score 14 unanswered points with a long touchdown and interception late. Very uncharacteristic of Drew Brees. Uh, Lions get the touchdown late. You know, the defense holds. It was not good through most of the game. The offense was pretty terrible most of the game. But this is the kind of game that the Detroit Lions usually do not win. Yeah. But at the same time, it was only winning by one, so they did not cover <laughs> the spread, so New Orleans gets the point. And so do I. Oh. <laughs> Miami at Chicago, minus three. Uh, we thought, you know, the Bears maybe turned it around against Atlanta. Uh, not so fast. Let's get some Lee Corso <laughs> in the NFL here. They're like, excuse us, we are bad. What are you talking about? <laughs> Miami putting a beat down a little bit on the Bears, 27-14. Just mm-hmm. solid victory. Defense playing well for the Dolphins. Yeah, look good. I was being not playing well. It's the New York Giants, and they went into Jerry World, the Dallas Cowboys, and there you go, David. <laughs> Cover the six points. Cowboys, 31-21. And then they, <laughs> and they caught Michael Sam. Yeah. Well, I, I also saw that... Um, wasn't uh, the running back hurt? Uh, DeMarco Murray? Yeah. I don't think so. 
I thought that he at least set out part of the game with an injury. He and still got the, over the 100 yards. He's yeah. bought his offensive line computers for the hot start. He mu- Yeah, he must have. He must have, like, come out after the injury Maybe. played him a lot better or something. But the game was close early. Mm, yeah, early. I, yeah, I think, I think that that was due to him be, being sidelined for a little I bit. I don't know. I was just amused. We were at the sports bar, sports bar called Blackfin with two mm-hmm. ends in downtown Washington, D.C., and we were watching this uh, cowboy fan, this giant fan, get into it. <laughs> Very vocally into it. Oh. It was it was something. Uh, San Francisco at Denver. Now this should have been another quick hit. Peyton Manning breaking the all-time touchdown career record. I yeah I like was over my parents' house and I said, Dad, you turn on the TV. Something's gonna happen here. I think. Yeah. And you know, not a couple seconds later, he throws a touchdown pass. And I was like. That's pretty cool. That's a lot of touchdowns. <laughs> Some good history. And then the Broncos went and you know handled the Chargers in Denver. Yeah. And then Peyton Manning's apparently angry at the scoreboard operator. Weird, weird stories going around there. But Denver's looking very good. Very, and, and good very for good. them that he did it at home. Mm, absolutely. I think that they were happy that it happened and you added on another one while he was there. Yeah, Absolutely. He's, they're playing very well, and you know, San Francisco. So then, they, then they started looking at the other records. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh man, I mean, he's like five thousand away or so for passing. He can do that in yeah. the next couple of years or so. Assuming he plays that long. Uh, Denver was favored by six and a half. They went forty-two seventeen. It was just not close at all, at all. Because that defense is playing very well too. Yeah. Good pass rush with Demarcus Ware. Absolutely. And then uh, Houston at Pittsburgh at Monday Night Football. Uh, the Steelers favored by three and a half. Houston comes out playing very well, and the last couple minutes of the first half, it turned the whole game around. 21 points in like three minutes or something? Less. Like <laughs> Maybe like one and a half. <laughs> I, 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 crazy bounces on interceptions. Yeah. yeah, that's probably the most hilarious interception I've seen. I, I was like dying laughing. I was not even watching the game, and somebody was like, Hey man, I think you should switch it over. And right as they do, they start like r- like immediately start scoring touchdowns. And mm. I was just like, okay then. They're even Kiesel, doing like a. I'm sure like Kiesel was like, oh my, the ball. Yeah, <laughs> he just landed. His hands. They're doing like a sports science feature on that because like it hit like a shoulder, like bounce off a helmet, went in 180 degree direction, and. Yeah, he's like, it took this reaction time for him to catch it off that crazy bounce with all the 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 shape of the football and all the different rotations it can be for it to bounce. This is this percentage, and he's like, uh, okay, it, it was just a fluky play. Yeah, it. I remember. I think it was either an interception or a fumble return. Like I remember one time watching him run. Like, uh, I think it was like a fumble back, like. 70 yards for a touchdown and by the end of the when he actually got there he just kind of laid down in the yeah. <laughs> I mean for Houston you can't turn the ball over twice in the red zone it's just you can't do that and expect to win games so but good on the the, the Steelers they they, they did a, a good game. job on JJ Watts and they mm-hmm. ran the ball right at him yeah wait until uh, Clowney gets back though yeah Pittsburgh so, 30 to 23 final yeah they 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 need they need Clowney to get back as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. 
So despite picking different games and we, you know, well, we pick the same games, but different outcomes sometimes, uh, we both ended up 4-3 and three on the college football week and then 4-2 and two on the NFL. Pretty good. Yep. As long as you're above 500, you got to keep that trend going. So let's keep it going then into week nine of the college football season in the pick six. Starts in the Big 12 at Texas going to Kansas State. And the Wildcats are favored by 10 at noon p.m. Eastern time. And I'll take the Wildcats. I don't I haven't seen really anything for Texas that makes me think that they can hang with a team that's beaten a couple good teams this year. I mean, as we were saying earlier. They hung with Auburn. So. Yeah, yeah, hung with Auburn. And as you were saying, like they have a really tough stretch coming yeah. up. So they're not going to make it through that really alive. But for Texas, they can cover 10. Yeah, I'm, I agree. I, I'd say that um, it, the game being at home, too, that'll mm-hmm. definitely, it helps. I think, throw some more points in their favor. Get the purple out there. It is the local rivalry here with Michigan going to East Lansing against the Michigan State Spartans, favored by 17. That's got to be one of the biggest spreads. In that rivalry for oh, we the Spartans. Oh, solid snake. Uh, yeah, 3.30 p.m. <laughs> Eastern time. Who are you picking? Um, I'm going to go with uh, Michigan State. Um, you know, I obviously their defense is not the same as last year. Um, but I, I actually do like their offense more this year. Um, I don't know. I, I haven't really watched them as much. I went back and watched a little of them against Oregon and was kind of impressed with how they moved the ball despite, at times, not being able to run the ball. They are still able to pick up first downs. So um, I, I still think they're a dominant team, and I, I still think that they're the best team in the conference. Yeah, it's going to be Sparty in a slaughter. Uh, <laughs> like, I was in like 34-6. It's been over 1,100 days since Michigan has scored a touchdown against that defense, I don't think it. You know, if that game's stops. close in the fourth quarter, huh. that would be crazy. That would be crazy. Or if Michigan does a backdoor cover because of these fourth quarter oh. chokes that Michigan State has, I'd be mad. Wins <laughs> are like, what are you doing? You gotta lose, right? <laughs> if they beat Michigan State, like Brady oh, Hope I, probably comes back next say, year. I, was, <laughs> I, was say, I don't even know what to say. Like, it's going to be bad, though. Like, the facts are, not even the facts, the high chances are that it's going to just be a a slaughter. Uh, Michigan State's going to just pound my Michigan Wolverines, and that sucks. I mean, maybe, maybe Michigan is in it to, like, ruin the playoff chances for the Big Ten. Michigan's coming off a bye. They'll knock off both of the highest ranked teams in the conference. Michigan's coming off of a bye, and if they had a better coach, I would put more stock in that, but they don't. So, eh. mm-hmm. Florida Atlantic at Marshall, where Rakeem Cato, their quarterback, set the great record numbers. last week. Now, he's got great numbers, but he set the record last week for most or consecutive games with a touchdown pass in college football, breaking Russell Wilson's record. Yeah. Uh, yeah, give me the 28 for Marshall. Uh, they're a good team. They're going to continue to stay undefeated, and they are ranked in the top 25. Florida Atlantic, who? It's going to be just craziness, and 
big scoring game for the Thundering Herd. Giving them yeah. cover twenty eight sounds like a lot, but Florida Atlantic really? I don't. I don't know who in their conference can can keep it close with them mm, yeah. because their their offense is just kind of on a different level than every, everyone else in the conference. So I, I'd say they'll continue to win. Though a story from Yahoo Sports a day ago says, Conference USA hires PR firm to help Thundering Herd make college football playoff. You got to mm-hmm. win all your games first. Slow yeah. down. It, it, uh, here's yeah. here's my issue with that. They needed they needed a more like higher like they needed a higher profile win out of conference. Yeah. I think yeah, that's kind of the issue there. Like ECU has that. Mm-hmm. ECU has that. They have that win over Virginia Tech, right? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. They they play better teams. I think that that's what you, again, like I was saying before, you got to schedule these better teams, especially if you're not in an automatic qualifying conference. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Though what I think it's uh, a week from Tuesday that the uh, college football committee makes their first pick or first picks or something like that. So it's getting close. It's almost like if it were the BCS, but it's not the BCS anymore. So yeah, Ole Miss at LSU. In the Bayou Swamp, plus three and a half, Saturday at 7.15 p.m. Eastern Time. This is a trap. <laughs> is it now? It's a trap. That's a trap. Um, I, I mean, this is this is very tough. You know, what do statistics say about LSU at night? They don't lose. You go in there at nighttime. Something crazy just happens. I don't know if it's the grass it's less miles eating the grass. <laughs> if that's just it, just yeah. works, you know. He it's a tradition. It's good luck. I don't know. Whatever. Um, it's ugly, terrible, awful football. I mean, some of the worst, terrible, gross-looking football games I've ever seen <laughs> happen there. Turnovers, penalties, special teams, snaps over the head, fake field goals. You know, crazy stuff. Um, just always seems to happen in these games and um if even if lsu like even if lsu's just clearly not the better team overall they somehow managed to win these kind of games mm. um and i'll you know i'll say this they've looked much better over the past couple weeks than than they did right um you know we can talk about the two what was it the two losses that they have um, let's see. They lost to Mississippi State, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mississippi State took like a twenty-four point lead in that one, and then they kind of just held off LSU to win the game. And as we know now, Mich- Mississippi State's a very, very good team. Yes, sir. Uh, at the time, that looked like more of an upset. Um, and then um, Auburn just hands LSU the, at their worst loss in. Mm-hmm. Probably, Long I don't know, time. years yeah. and years. Um, so I think that at least the way that I'm looking at it, I think Ole Miss, if they don't have the best defense, they probably have like the second best defense in the country. It's looked very, very good. Mm-hmm. Statistically, they have like the most interceptions. They, they, there's a guy that has seven interceptions by wow. himself wow. on that team. Um, they score defensive touchdowns. They, 
They don't give up defensive. T- they've scored more defensive touchdowns than I think they've given up. Hmm. Um, they, you know, and defenses travel, so they'll be able to take that down there. And I and I, I like that. I like that about the team. The thing that I'm still not sure about on this team is their quarterback. Right. Um, oh. He, He's looked much better this year than he has any other year. You know, <laughs> when he played Alabama last year, oh, he God. looked awful. Um, I just, I'm still not sure about him. I still think he can make mistakes. And if he, may, I, I feel like it's going to be one of those games where he might throw an interception that just is terrible. Something mm. like really bad, really bad. But I still think. Old Miss wins this game. Oh, after all of that waffling. But I'm going to take LSU in the points. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, what a tease. I think this game comes down to a field goal. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm more confident in Old Miss. Uh, you know, like Mississippi State, like I'm gonna. I want to be more confident. I just don't know about the offense. I don't know. I know it is crazy down the swamp, but I think this is not like the LSU of you know teams past. Mm-hmm. And I think that you are looking at a very good team in Ole Miss. As you said, defense travels, and three and a half is is competitive down in the SEC. But I'm still gonna put my faith in Ole Miss because I have it all year. And let's start now. Surprised that LSU is back in the top twenty-five. For what it's worth, they're at twenty-four. Yeah, I, you know, and I want, uh, I personally want them to go down there and just, you know, yeah, I don't even want it to be close. Mm. Um, you I got a funny feeling. I, with the grass. I want to see those two Mississippi teams play each other undefeated. I don't. I honestly don't know if it's possible with the schedules they mm. have. But it'd be great though. It'd I'd love great. to see it. Ohio State at Penn State. Plus 14.5 at 8 p.m. Eastern National Game on ABC. I will take the Buckeyes because I don't really like where Penn State's team is at. I, Michigan beat them. Come on. But that as bad as Michigan is this year, Ohio State is, has been looking better. I think they're going to go in and it's going to be a good road test for them. And, you know, with these 14.5, you're saying more than two touchdowns. Yeah, I think that'll be the case. With Urban Meyer there, once they get the score rolling, he is a man who likes to put on the points if he can. So, mm-hmm. give me the Buckeyes. Maybe close early, but they pull away late. Buckeyes going into a what is it? A whiteout? I think that's what they probably do a whiteout. Yep. Um, the, Beaver uh, Stadium. Yeah. You know they'll be playing that Sweet Caroline. I know they like bah, that song bah, there. Bah. Um. And uh, I just uh, I I don't know how how the Nittany Lions are gonna score. I I don't know how they're gonna score in this game. Um, that's my issue because I still think that their defense will give Ohio State trouble early in this game. I just yeah I Ohio State's gonna eventually score, and mm-hmm. and I I just don't know I don't know how they're gonna do the same. So. I think they'll cover that, you know, more than two touchdown spread. Mm-hmm. USC at Utah plus one, which for our rules is essentially a pick them at 10.30 p.m. Eastern time. Are you taking this Pac-12 matchup? Um, I'm actually going to go with 
Utah, USC, has this weird thing where they just struggle against teams that are very one-sided on offense. Mm -hmm. If you notice that, um, Boston College, run, 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 run. When USC gives their quarterback time, he can he can throw the ball. They got yeah, some. Got the they've got talent. They got plenty there. of talent there at wide receiver. Um, it's just that uh, you know Utah. Um, I think they may lead the Pac-12 in sacks. Mm. I think. I think they have the most. Like, they might lead the country. I'm not really sure, but they they have a lot of them. And they run the ball really, really well. I think, I don't know, they might be going with a different quarterback this week. I saw something about that. Um, but they, they've been able to run the ball a lot. Um, who did they? they? They beat UCLA, I believe, right? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, um, um, I, yeah I, I think that uh, at home, uh, I don't know, it's just, it's just USC for some reason... <laughs> They've struggled against all these teams that just do one thing mm-hmm. on offense, and it just seems kind of funny. So I'm just going to go with it and say that uh, Utah, you know, stays in that Pac-12 race and, and would, I mean, you know, if USC loses this, they kind of get knocked out of it oh, at yeah. this point. So uh, USC's at 20, Utah's at 19 here. I'm taking the Utes. Uh, special teams can make the difference. This is hey. a place where... Utah excels in the punt return game, and yet USC don't know what to expect from them this mm-hmm. year. So I'll take Utah at home in a pick'em toss-up here. All right, extra point Mississippi State at Kentucky. I'm picking this mm-hmm. game because Michigan is in our pick six, and I represent the University of Michigan in our selections against the spread. Fourteen and a half points uh, favored for the Bulldogs going on the road against the Wildcats. Dog eat cat world. <laughs> That's the phrase, right? Right. 3.30 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah, I'm picking Mississippi State because I've said if they beat A&M, and they sure did, I'm taking them the rest of the year. Uh, yeah, and Kentucky just very disappointing last week against LSU. Yeah. Um, Kentucky looked a lot better this year. They and, do. And then, uh, you know, have their worst game of the season last week. So It's the number one team in the country. They're going to put on... Put on some points and hold them. Hold the Wildcats to really good defense. Mm-hmm. You get West Virginia at Oklahoma State. Another kind with of with an interesting game. spread. Might I? Add. It kind of waffles around. Like I saw like a plus one for West Virginia. I saw an uneven. I saw a minus one for Oklahoma State. So let's give West Virginia the underdog role again. Can they rise up in what's essentially a pick 'em for us here at three thirty p.m. Eastern time? I, I like the spread. Thank you. It's like it's like giving me a free pick. There you go. You're <laughs> welcome. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I got to go with us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, win this week and potential lies in having a, you know, possibly nationally aired game in front of lots of people. So uh, hope. you just, I mean, Oklahoma State looked terrible last week they could not do anything against tcu their offense looks so bad our defense is getting better who are they going to guard kevin white with i i don't know i don't think you know alabama couldn't do it i I just thanks again for the spread (laughs) because well wvu is hitting their stride at the right time it's I, i would take them as well 
In the NFL, Detroit versus Atlanta. It is a neutral site game at London, England at Wembley Stadium. 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Wake up early and watch the Lions beat the Falcons. Uh, hey, the Lions like people getting out of the early service at church. And... There you go. I mean, <laughs> the Lions you know, flew over there early and getting accustomed there. Uh, being the Saints has a, has a pretty tall order, and Atlanta's been all over the place. Uh, you know, with the defense playing well, I think they can kind of neutralize the Matt Ryan passing attack a little bit. Whereas I don't think Atlanta can say the same. Yeah, I was going to say, this isn't in Atlanta, England or anything. So. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> no um, George Dome there. I'd say uh, I'd say, go with Detroit. I, I don't see any reason why not. There you go. Chicago at New England, minus 5.5, 1 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday. Oh, Chicago. <laughs> You guys better show up for this one, or... Or Brandon Marshall's going to chew you out in the locker room again. I mean, what? Yeah. Throw Oof. Jay Cutler under the bus? He's going to say, I'm I'm going to play for that team. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going with New England. Yeah, Pat's at home. I think it's an easy call there. Five and a half, it shouldn't be that close, especially with the way they've been playing lately. They've seemed to put it together after that really disappointing loss against Kansas City. And, yeah, Chicago... Chicago's a team that doesn't have their identity together, and that's a really oh. tough one. Philadelphia at Arizona, minus two in favor of the Cardinals, 4.05 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm going to take the Eagles. Uh, I know I've been kind of down on the Cardinals this year, who are having a very good year, but these are both teams that are 5-1, and one, and you know Philadelphia's got to win if they're going to stay on track with Dallas, and which we'll get to that game later. But if they want to stay on track in the NFC East, uh, the Eagles got to win. And uh, I'll take that little added pressure. And Chip Kelly kind of you know knows about going out there out west, you know, to the the Pac-12 kind of area. So <laughs> I'm going to take the Philadelphia Eagles to win that one. Sometimes we're just thinking the same thing. I'm telling you. Yeah, we've uh, got a lot of differences this week so far. <laughs> no. We do pick them. Hey, I tried to mix it up with the LSU. <laughs> we do um, pick them separate from each other for <laughs> what it's worth. Um, the. Uh, yeah, I just uh, I think it should be a really good game. I'm I'm really interested to see this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I mean, these are two teams that you know, given of some luck here or there, could show up in the Super Bowl. You don't really know. Yeah. Um, it it just uh, I, I just I kind of like what I see in from Philadelphia right now more. So, so. this one's for the birds. Mm-hmm. Lots of stake in the division. Absolutely though. Indianapolis Colts go to Heinz Field and Pittsburgh Steelers plus three and a half, 425 p.m. Eastern Time. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, you got to go with Andrew Luck here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Steelers. Indy. I mean, here's the thing. Maybe if you have two quarters like you had last week, <laughs> or two, like, two-minute periods like you did last week, you might have a chance, but otherwise... You- you got to be more consistent. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, they might have won the game last week, but it didn't feel very good because uh, you can't come out and play the second half like that. Exactly. That's just terrible. Green Bay at New Orleans. It's the Sunday night football game. The Saints are favored by two. And I know they're a different team at home. I get that. But ever since 
Aaron Rodgers told the Green Bay fans to R-E-L-A-X, the Packers have been on fire. He's like, I got this. Discount, double check. (laughs) I'm going to have that little special with that British comedian. (laughs) Uh, Green Bay goes into New Orleans and wins. Um, Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, New Orleans, man. My Super Bowl pick <laughs> at the beginning of the year that is looking ever the more wrong. Just like Cincinnati coming out of the AFC. They're Yay. just trying to make it suspenseful. I guess. <laughs> Unless they're going to go and win the last eight. I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, and then Monday Night Football is the Washington Redskins going into Jerry World. And Dallas Cowboys are favored by 10. I, I mean, Cowboys right now. Looking at least like the most consistent team besides Denver in the entire league. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. I like I don't know. It, it's going to be very tough to beat them. I think for anybody the rest of the year. It's just the way they run the ball is uh, that's really impressive. I don't think this is even worth a mention. I mean. Colt McCoy did play really well coming in as a substitute, but him starting a game again, I, I don't know. Against one of the hottest teams in football, I think Dallas rolls the 10 easily. Even them Cowboys. Yeah, you know, getting closer to that matchup between mm-hmm. the Eagles and the Cowboys. That's going to be critical. Mm-hmm. Let's see, Kansas City's still up one nothing at the top of the fourth. Joe Madden is out as manager of the Rays. Oh, that's that's big. More things continue to happen in the sports world. Well, we got to recuperate and recover. I know I do. Apologies for the late episode this week, but we're getting our picks to you. And enjoy your Saturday and Sunday of football. Get up early with some tea and crumpets. Watch some football <laughs> from overseas. I know I will be. Yeah. Hey, I, I think I got up and watched that early... Was it the first game of the year when Penn State played somebody overseas? Yeah, the UCF or something like that in Dublin? Yeah. Yeah, sounds about right. I was like, oh, there's this. <laughs> very cool, very cool. All right. With that, I'm Peter. And I'm Joel. We hope you enjoy the week in sports. Have a good one.